Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose <laughs> I don't know, even know Okay, is that the name of the song? Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Here's all I can think of that comes next. And though it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to you. Doing a quick... Welcome to the podcast, by the way. We're in it. This is a great episode with uh, Jordan Kessler, my dear, dear friend. And we play this game and uh, where we try to remember all the lyrics to Christmas songs new game I'm playing and I'm trying to do it right now by myself not as fun by yourself but um chestnuts roasting oh it's called the fucking Christmas song fuck me dude okay ding 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 okay here's okay whoa I didn't get any of this uh, Yuletide carols being sung by a choir and folks dressed up like Eskimos. That seems no good. <laughs> I don't know if we can use the word. I don't know if the word Eskimo is cool anymore. I feel like we say Inuit now, but I could be wrong about that. And <laughs> dressing up like, yikes. Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe. I am just reading the lyrics right now. Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe. Help to make the season bright. Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow. I don't know if this melody is right or not anymore. <laughs> Find it hard to sleep tonight. They know that Santa's on his way. He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh. Oh, that's right. That's the second part. And every mother's child is gonna spy to see if reindeers really know how to fly. Don't know. This is this is what the game is, is seeing how much you know. Um, so I'm offering this simple phrase. This is another version of the game where you're presented with the lyrics and can you do the melody? <laughs> Two kids from one to ninety-two. What the fuck? <laughs> this is real, real. Kids from one to ninety-two. What does that mean? Is this the songwriters? <laughs> is this the songwriters thinking ninety-two seems like an incomprehensibly large number? <laughs> Or is this song specifically directed to 92 kids? <laughs> One of my favorite parts of the Bible, this is now uh, off of the lyrics, is when uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ says, uh, forgive your brother not seven times, but 70 times seven, or something to that effect. And he saying, do lots of forgiveness, everybody. <laughs> I just love the idea of only forgiving people 490 times. 
Because it's either it's either that or it's no one's gonna do the fucking math on this. <laughs> Nobody's gonna check. It's fucking Bible times, all right. Mental arithmetic is I don't think very good right now. <laughs> the abacus only goes up to like a hundred. What's going on? Welcome to the podcast. I am sleep deprived. Can you tell from my energy? I am sitting here. It is December. Mouse click as I click on the little calendar. December 19th. And... I'm in Los Angeles, the current epicenter of the coronavirus pandemic globally, which is shocking. Um, trying to stay cool. I'm house sitting and dog sitting, so I'm just at this place by myself in um, Los Angeles, kind of in the Los Feliz area. It's nicer than my apartment, so. I don't mind staying here. And I get to hang out with this. You probably, I don't know if you hear some snoring, some some snarfling back there, but it's a sweet French bulldog uh, by the name of Bijou. And like most French bulldogs in their latter years, their their health pretty significantly declines, both in breathing and in uh, lower body function, um, or I guess rear body function for dogs, since they're, you know, horizontal and such um so she can't walk uh normal she drag herself around and she need help go bathroom um squeeze her express her bladder is the term a very unique skill i've developed purely as a relationship of knowing this dog um also the dog has human owners (laughs) that taught me how to do that and (laughs) that hire me but i do like the idea of this dog uh being autonomous and, and hiring its own caretakers. I bet you could do it, Beige. Beige is asleep as hell right now. Beige loves to hang. And you go from one room to the next room, and Beige is like, what? Where the hell are you going? Are you coming back ever? She just wants to be around you. And one of my favorite things about staying with Beige is that uh, she's not apologizing for her needs. She's not embarrassed about them. She's just like, hey, I need this, and I love you. And I need to be near you. And I love that. Oh, I love that. Um. Yeah, whoa. Pandemic Christmas time. Very fucking wild. I'll probably do another episode um, soon. Sorry for this one coming out. Uh, sorry for missing a week, essentially. I'll do a, I'll do a bonus episode this week uh, to make up for it. Although my word means nothing to my podcast fans because every single week I'm pretty sure I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. So my new intention with that is announcing, hey, no podcast next week or whatever. So I'm going to try to re-earn your trust. Um, How you doing? You doing well? It's holiday time. It's not exclusively Christmas time. Um, I... No Hanukkah was recently. I don't know if it's still going on. Um, but if you're hearing this near Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah to you. I have so many nice memories of celebrating Hanukkah with my neighbors growing up, the Fiwells. 
I am getting into stuff I shouldn't get into <laughs> because this is already its own. <laughs> this is a whole episode with Jordan Kessler, everyone. Whoa. I've known Jordan since I was, I think, 17 and she was 15. Maybe I was 18 and she was 15. Around then, we're like, I think we discussed it once. We're like two years and sometimes three years apart. What's that called? Two and a half years? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got to do this pod face to face. Jordan is part of my bubble. I've been keeping the bubble tight, you guys. And uh, Jordan and I are working on all sorts of fun stuff. Um, and so we were like, let's bubble up. There's a lot of singing in this episode. It's We recorded it the same day that we were recording this other podcast that we'll tell you about. Um, in the episode, it's her podcast. I'm very excited uh, about it personally, as a fan. Um, and <laughs> so there's that kind of like punchy energy to it, uh, which I think is really fun. And uh, yeah, Jordan's a delight. She's an actor. She's uh, a director. She's going to direct some stuff coming up for me. Secret announcement. What? Because I'm working on my record. And I'm really excited about it, but I want to get out of the way and just uh, kick it off the episode because it's a great time hanging out with uh, the intelligent, the very kind, the very talented, the legend of TikTok, Jordan motherfucking What a funny voice to do. <laughs> you were loud. You took loud already, so right. I had to be quiet. <laughs> what else did you have? Uh, uh, so many, I don't know, whatever. It is funny to see how people respond to that, because I, I usually do that at the top of the episodes. Um, Has so, anyone been quiet before? No one's done quiet before. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> it's mine. No one else can be quiet now. <laughs> It's been claimed. It a lot of people do like they'll like match it, you know. Mm. Um, I like quiet. Quiet was a good move. Thank you. Thanks. It's like when there's like two comedians and like one is really tall and the other one has to be really short. <laughs> <laughs> it's needed. It's the way it is always. I'm trying to think of any examples <laughs> of so, tall comedian, short comedian, Abbott and Costello. Um, I those don't know. guys that are their names I'm forgetting. Yeah, classic. Oh, they are classic. They did mm, like March of the Wooden duo. Soldier. I don't know. Google what that it. Is. Go where's my phone? Oh jeez. Here, wait. Is this your phone? Oh, uh no. my phones are here. I just picked up a empty <laughs> phone case that, <laughs> that was upside down. <laughs> that happens to me and it's I did that. I like take my phone case off and it 
It honestly fixed. Laurel and Hardy. Me. You didn't have to Google it. I knew it. Nice. Who are the, they? Um, they're old comedian dudes. I'm pretty sure one of them is tall and one of them is short. And then there's, uh, are the Three Stooges all different heights? <laughs> they should be. I feel like they are. Tall guy, short guy, <laughs> medium guy. Yes, I feel like that's the way it is. I feel like nice. there are that's, many. That's supportive of you. Very improv to uh, contrast and support. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I was president of the Improv Comedy Club in high school. Hell yeah! Haha, <laughs> flex. <laughs> <laughs> How's your day going? Good. I mean, I've been hanging out with you. This is yeah. awesome. Yeah. We yeah. had a nice, cool, fun uh, day. This is not the first podcast of the day. It's not. This is the second one. <laughs> and we wrote a little <laughs> song about it. <laughs> and it goes like this. <laughs> we were scatting earlier. We were doing a lot of scatting yes. earlier. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is your show. What are your what are your what are your questions? Is there um a is there a prompt? I'll make one. This is episode one hundred and four. I should probably have episode one hundred and four. This is great. I don't think I've ever heard you do this much like singing before, like improv singing. Or <laughs> uh, just sing it. I just, I guess maybe I've been with my family for so long that I can do anything and it doesn't matter. So. Yeah! Episode <laughs> I love the idea that you're trying to, you've been trying to sing episode 104 at your house and like, <laughs> it just worked out that this happens to be the one time you can say that. <laughs> episode hun- Jordan, can you give it down? <laughs> Jordan, uh, you don't even have a show. Why do you think that there's 104 episodes of what? You can call me anytime you want to say episode 104. Thank you. Yeah. A question that I've asked people recently is how many snare drums do you think you hear every day? Ooh. Ah, oh, geez. I don't even know. I mean, I feel like a lot because I listen to a lot of music. Yeah. Um, But I couldn't even guess because the drums... I don't know enough about them, but I guess I should guess because this is the game. So um, probably at least 104. 104? That's nice. the number of the day. So <laughs> I'd say so. You know, when people boop up, boop up. <laughs> I know so many people that boop up. It's crazy. It's so crazy. They're just like, boop up. <laughs> Full degree in music. <laughs> <laughs> so you know when people boop up. <laughs> That's what I think, like, computer engineering is. <laughs> oh, you're boop-bopping in the number box. <laughs> beatbox. You know people beatbox? Yes. Boots and cats and boots and cats? Yes. Cats part? Yes. Snare drum. Mm. And, like, when people clap, like, one, two, three, four, everybody dance now, <laughs> Okay, wait, 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 wait. How much is a second? How much is a second? This is a second, right? How much is a second? This is a second. And if it's and if it's a clap is a second. And if it's if it's if it's This is a second. Everybody dance now. One, 
there's at least four there's at least two per every four seconds yeah so exactly. then so then how long is that song like three and a half minutes mm-hmm. so where's my phone <laughs> <laughs> 60 times three is 180 yeah divided by four is at least 40 more than 40 mm. so then divided by two <laughs> is more than 20 mm. so there's more than 20 per song mm. i think and yeah. i listen to a lot of songs so definitely more than 104 yeah i think you're spot on i i like walked myself through the mental math one time and then i've like been doing it on this podcast a lot and it was very similar to what you just did so i think you're i think you're on there i think i was doing like a similar thing of like so if it's average song 120 beats per minute i I did this last episode but we're already here (laughs) 120 beats per minute right and it's like on every other beat usually is the snare so like average you're gonna hear uh 60 snares per minute right Three minutes, 180 snares, and one song. You listen to 10 songs, 1,800 snares. What? Wow. And, and that's just, and that's not even taking into account. Big, so, big drum fill. Is the drummer is the drummer paid per times he hits the per drum? Snare? <laughs> per snare? That would be sick. <laughs> Rolling in the cash. I want to say Carter and I were doing a joke like that the other day. Mm. Like getting paid. For, oh, so then we can't go down that net. road. We're not plagiarizing. <sighs> What's our, okay, let's see. We did Tall Short. That was new. <laughs> what else is new? Maybe this is the end of the podcast. <laughs> this is the last episode. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, folks. Do you? What do you do when you wake up in the morning? Go on my phone. Open TikTok. TikTok. Watch first experience of the day. Consciousness. You're coming into consciousness. Take me to TikTok. I well actually probably I look and see who texted me first. Ignore those messages. Go open <laughs> TikTok. Take them in all at once. Yes. And then ignore them. I do that. I do that exact same shit. Yes. <laughs> like, it's like mom, friend, like yes. someone needs something from work. Super hot people all texting me lots of things. Oh my god, you're so gorgeous and funny. And I'm just like enough, 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 enough. And then, <laughs> and uh, most of the texts I get in the morning, I would say, are from really hot people. <laughs> I guess they just love me, the morning. All texting me in the middle of the night, baby, where are you? <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, most of them are from my mom, and then and then my my friend Ryan and um, my friend Iris. And that's probably it. But then I, but it basically I see them and I love them. But then I'm like, ah, and then I open TikTok. Yeah. Get major overload of entertainment and information. And then I get up, brush my teeth, wash my face, put in my contacts. And then I will text everyone back as yeah. I remember. <laughs> contacts. I've never worn contacts in my life. I have worn them. Four years, yeah. not for four years, for many years. Do you remember first getting them? Yes, kind of. I remember the doctor, like the first time that you get them, the doctor will put them in your eyes for you. Whoa. 
I know. And now that I'm like thinking about that, it's like having someone put in your tampon for you. Like it's like really invasive and like not necessary. Like I can do this alone without you here. But like the first time it's like, okay, at least I'm doing it right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When I go to the doctor, he's putting in my tampon for me. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. I could do this on my own. Thank you very much. I, yeah, I don't know what they're like. It seems I'm afraid tampons? of tampons. Yeah, no. I'm afraid of. I'm terrified of tampons. Rightfully so. No, just kidding. Didn't they? I heard. I feel like I heard some news story recently where like somebody they sent like a woman to space and they gave her like 600 tampons and she was only there for a week or something. What? That's so funny. I heard about this on some other podcast, and it was just like they were just <laughs> LOLing at like the NASA. whatever man. Was she need a thousand? Yeah. Oh, geez. What did I hear about that was like that? So many things, but like, oh, it'll come to me later. Where it's like, who did that? Well, a guy. Oh my gosh, Big Mouth. Have you? You haven't seen? I Big haven't Mouth. seen it, and I won't. There's okay. So in no, I will. I don't know. I feel like we've gone down this tampon track and I kind of regret it. We don't have to. You can cut this. No, we're here. I love this. No, in I was watching Big Mouth with my friend Leah. I'm obsessed with tampons. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. I'm so glad we got it. You you like look over. I have like notes and it's just like all tampon related questions. Listen, listen. I'm a feminist because I'm obsessed with tampons. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I really care about women's issues, and just because I don't use them doesn't mean I can't love tampons. (laughs) Okay, the thing that's like the NASA thing that I was thinking is that my friend Leah and I were watching Big Mouth, and Jessie, like, has to use a tampon for the first time, Mm -hmm. and she pushes the tampon thing out of the plastic case Mm -hmm. before she puts it in, which is just wrong. And Leah and I both were like, why would they do that? And then the answer is probably because a man drew that little animation picture. Oh, they did it wrong in the show. Yeah. Oh, shit. I don't know if it was like them trying to be like. I hit the space bar like an idiot. <clears throat> um, but what uh, we'll try to do like a little recap. But we did talk for a full two hours about tampons. And I, guess, <laughs> I guess we'll try to go over some of the, yeah. some of the major points we hit. <laughs> the, so basically what I was saying is. Um, Oh, yeah. I mean, it's also, yeah, it's also a girl using tampon for the first time. Definitely everyone messes up. So maybe that was intentional. But my friend Leah and I were like, why did this happen? (laughs) Like, why did they do that? Especially this is like a show about puberty. Like, maybe it was intentional and like the show's genius. So like, maybe it was. But also we were like, maybe, you know, a woman wasn't consulted. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, You think if they, because I've just like heard that it's like a big puberty show. Right. They would make sure. It was right. You could also totally see it being an oversight, which sucks. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Big mouth animators listening to this. <laughs> Let us know in the comments. Nick crawls on next week, so. Great, 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 great. <laughs> yeah, punch him for me in the face. Just kidding. I don't. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think there's an equivalent, a, a male equivalent uh, to a tampon. Oh. No. I mean, well, you don't get your period, so. Right, yeah. 
But I put a big napkin in my butt every <laughs> month. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about something else. So, anything else? Any ideas? <laughs> I'm curious to know. Okay, so let's t- take me through your day. So we just, we just, you washed your face, your face. You washed your fees. You <laughs> washed me to the fees. And then so I got on the stairs. <laughs> so I wake up and I wash me little fees. <laughs> I've known you for a really long time. Yeah, I've known you because I'm younger than you. I've known right. you since I was 14 or 15. You've known me longer than I've known you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time is not li- like equal. Where you're experiencing more of it? Yeah, I'm just stronger than you, so <laughs> it's proportional to strength. <laughs> yes. You're too weak to experience time in its full yeah. capacity. Yeah, yeah. Immortality is obtained through <laughs> muscle mass. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, for anyone who doesn't know me, I am so strong. <laughs> I have so many muscles. Now it's we're crazy. Into, like, this is a big theme of the podcast is me talking about how strong I am. So now we're really in the podcast's wheelhouse. <laughs> good, good. You know, is very strong is my roommate, Carter. And he has... Ooh, Carter. <laughs> Carter's so strong. Carter's going to live <laughs> forever. He has like really built a body, especially in quarantine. Like he's got all his home gym equipment. Motherfucker just lifts heavy ass weights all the time. Actually, my dad is that way. My roommate, my dad, is also very strong and exercises a lot. He is, so he was in the military actually. Yeah. So he was like. The Air Force? Yes. Worth. Yes. Um, Air Force doctor. And, but still, I mean, he had to do, I don't know, whatever. I should probably talk to him about his military experience. Very big part of his life. But he was like Mr. Beefcake. It's very weird, like, (laughs) to see old photos of him and see, like, he he was like. Yeah, it's weird, uh, funny. And he still, like, exercises every day. Respect. And I didn't realize how cool that is until I was, like, an adult. And now I'm like... (laughs) Uh, yeah, you know, and so, but I exercised Same. with my dad nice. earlier this week, and I'm so sore still. <laughs> like, I would like Respect. try to sit up in bed, and it would be like, oof. What do you guys do? Sit ups? A lot of yeah, a lot of ab stuff, and nice. like some back stuff. <sighs> my dad, <clears throat> when I was in high school, you were there. We attended high school. We had some crossover there. That's where we met. Yes. I'm telling you. Oh. <laughs> it's me from high school. It's me, Mackin. Oh, you. <laughs> I, um, this is like such a like male thing of like dad's son and like, especially my uh, uncles and on my dad's side and stuff were always like, so can you kick your dad's ass? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's so weird. Very strange. And very like, um, I feel like that was, for some reason, just like a thing that was reminded. It was like set as a goal almost of just like, one day you'll be able to beat up your dad. dad. And so my dad got the P90X DVDs in high school. What is that? P90X is like uh, intense home workout uh, routine DVDs. Um, Yeah, I don't even know. I'm (laughs) I'm trying to think of other ones like Insanity or... um, 
This is all you could be making this up. <laughs> I wouldn't know. That's cool. So you had these. <laughs> yeah, and I like did some of them. My dad did a lot of them. And so over the last 10 years, <laughs> my dad has just like pretty much got an increasingly better shape. <laughs> That's awesome. He's like 66. <laughs> and motherfucker just like lifts and like. So I, as my uh, physical uh, abilities have like remain the same slash gotten a, a little bit worse. <laughs> he has gotten stronger and stronger and stronger and uh, so physically the, intimidates me to this day. The answer is that your dad could most certainly kick your ass. Absolutely, without a doubt. All right, here's an idea. Podcast episode. <laughs> your dad just beating you up. And it's not even like video recorded. <laughs> like yeah. you don't it's even. It's just the audio of my father beating the shit oh, out wait, of me. Oh wait, this isn't funny. This is sad. No, it's really sad. Okay, yeah. no, 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 no. We'll cut that. We'll cut that. No, it's fun. If we got there pretty naturally, it's a funny concept. I do. I don't know why it's like funny or like important to like a young man because like physical. I've never. It's like a privilege. Like I've just never had to use violence. Mm. it's never been perpetrated against me and I've just like never had to do it <laughs> you know so it's easy for me to be like don't do punches guys because <laughs> it's never come up ever <laughs> no for me it's the opposite where like my mom when I was very young enrolled me in taekwondo Word. and um, and then before I went to college my parents and my best friend Lexi Torres <laughs> are you no Lexi from high school uh, yeah her face just reappeared in my mind as you said her name she's beautiful and amazing and i love her what up, um, Lexi? yes and basically lexi torres and my parents made us do a um krav maga intensive Word. before going to college because they were like scared yeah. for us you know what i mean yeah and it was crazy because like lexi and i are these like little choir girls like little little girls and we're there and this huge huge man was teaching us how to like fight and he was like what's krav maga all about krav maga is the israeli military fighting technique so it's very Damn. scrappy yeah very like you, the assumption is the person's gonna kill you word in everything <laughs> so you're like you're going ham yes and it was like this huge man and he had like rubber knives or like rubber guns and he would like jesus christ come at us and be like and he would teach us how to like defend ourselves yeah but he would like come at us with like rubber knives or guns and be like what do you do <laughs> and it was like me and little lexi torres like being yeah. like ah and it was so like it was just so, and then we would have to attack each other and we were like friends. And it, so it was just yeah. funny to like, you know, he'd be like, okay, now attack. And then like, I would pretend to be like a perpetrator totally. and I would like come at Lexi Torres with this like rubber knife and be like, I'm going to stab you. And she'd be like, and then she'd be like, stop. Please. <laughs> Do you feel like you learned fighting? Um, the only thing that I feel like I retained from that class is um, how to punch somebody in the nose. Word. Um, <laughs> you want me? I could do it right now. No, just kidding. Yeah. Um, that's it. <laughs> but like, I don't feel like you could sub in for my uh, dad. Um, yes, he calls in sick to beat me up. Yes. No, I could. I like. I don't. I don't know. I feel like as a girl, they make you take these. I mean, like, not everyone, but I feel like a lot of girls are asked to like, or, 
take these classes for like self-defense but i just Mm. feel like i mean i took this like intensive class i don't feel any safer on a daily basis having done that word you you could be mean if i no (laughs) probably not (laughs) you have more experience than i do it is it is funny like how i've never been in a fight ever and ever since i've been a little kid i always just like (laughs) just assumed that when the time came, I would just instinctively like know what to do. You have this like, it's like so dumb, and I just like imagine like any time like I got into a fight, I'd be like, yeah, I could probably kick that guy's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Having like zero at all <laughs> fighting experience, um, and one time I did. I remember being so mad in high school at this one person. And I like, <laughs> this is a very embarrassing moment that I'm about to reveal to you. I Googled how to break someone's jaw with one punch. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? And I watched like a couple YouTube videos. <laughs> oh my gosh. Having like, no, I, it was just like, I think I was like really emo at the time and I was like struggling with like young manhood and I was like, oh, you're supposed to be mad and want to do violence. <laughs> and really I was just like bummed out. <laughs> You're like, I must know how to break jaw with one punch. Googling how to break a jaw with one punch is like really like a almost adorable. Yeah, Uh, definitely scary. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely weird. But also like, oh, dude, you don't know anything (laughs) about like. The only thing that was even close to. How to to do a fight. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The only thing that was even close to being like a physical fight, it wasn't though at all, is like when I was in eighth grade, I was in the handbell choir and it was a really big deal for the. Little handbell action for the people at home who were maybe thrown off by you saying handbell. Yeah. It once again. Dun, 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 dun. Please continue. That was beautiful. Thank you. It sounded just like that, actually. But, yeah, the closest I was ever to being in a physical fight was the handball choir because, yeah. basically, it was, like, a really big deal to be in the handball choir. Like, only yeah. some <laughs> kids get to be in it. And... um you had to like audition and so I was in it and then um, they ask you like what section do you want to be in and I was the or 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 the four sections exactly and so I was the only girl that wanted to be in the bass section yes the deepest biggest bells heck yeah and big bell big bell is what I wanted (laughs) and I told them that and I was in it and nice Thank you. Um, but yeah, I was the only girl in the bass section and the boys like made up like a bass section like handshake or whatever. Mm. And after we did a song, they would always be like, like whatever, bass section. And I would always jo- try to join in. And this boy, for publicity purposes, we will name him Roger. And Big Rog. Yeah. And so Roger... Um, would always be like, you can't do the bass section handshake with us. And I was like, why can't I do the bass section handshake with you? Like, I'm in the bass section. He'd be like, you can't do it because you're a girl. And he would like actively say, like, and he would like actively exclude me from the section and like the section meetings to the point where the teacher noticed 
like Damn. that this person was like bullying me and excluding me. Yeah. And there was one day when this boy said something really rude to me. I don't remember what it was. And the teacher was like, you should just hit him in the head with a handbell. And I was, I saw my opportunity and I took it and I picked up the <gasps> biggest bell on the table and I hit him over the head with it. You hit this? <laughs> I, I mean, did. hell yeah. And it, which is super. I knew nothing of this story. I like wrote my college essay kind of inspired by this. Damn. Just because it's, it was so fraught. But anyways. Yeah. Basically. Like, but it was a really big deal because yeah, what the handbells. So the handbells. Did I it mean, make big dong when you hit it? It did. <laughs> <laughs> it totally did. <laughs> it was like that. Ah! <laughs> but like a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, well, it's because like usually the bells are like dong. But this one was like <laughs> Well, you're really not supposed to do you're supposed to be really careful with these bells. They have like special containers that you put them in. You're not supposed to touch them with your um hands because the oils can erode the metal and change okay. the sound. Real specific. Like, treatment and so i fully hit him in the back of the head with one of the biggest balls or Good bells and the um and the teacher and the whole class just stood there like aghast like and then the teacher couldn't do anything about it because she said so right it was epic it was <laughs> so cool and then you do the handshake yeah, I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> Hell yeah, base section. Damn, did that, how did it affect the dynamic after that? I don't remember. I just remember thinking it was so cool. Yeah. I was so stoked. And it was like, I feel like he probably like backed off after that. Cause nice. I mean, why would you? Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Thanks. That's more, <laughs> that's more of a fight than I've ever been in, in my whole life. <laughs> Respect. I'll keep the big bells away from Jordan. Yeah, Thank look you out. very much. <laughs> I have so many in my room that I'll just yeah. let, let you know where they are. It's okay. I can smell them. Here's my first move in a, in a big fight when it happens. Take off all my clothes. I feel like that's going to throw the attacker off. Totally. You know? Mm -hmm. She'd be like, what is he? I don't want to fight. Where's I going to fight this guy? Now he's like naked. <laughs> I, gotta get the, I gotta get the hell out of here. <laughs> That's my absurdist defense uh, plan. Um, my friend Sean. Nobody steal it. Nobody steal it. Nobody steal <laughs> it. <laughs> my friend Sean um, was visiting his friend who just moved to Chicago. Um, and Sean and his friend both have Android phones. And I guess that they were walking around the city and they got mugged. And Damn. Um, the muggers took their wallets, but let them keep their Android phones. Because <laughs> they weren't iPhones? Yes. The, the muggers were literally like, no. Whoa. Damn. I know. <laughs> Respect. I mean, like, terrible that they got mugged, but also hilarious <laughs> that Androids aren't good enough for muggers in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, totally. Do you think that in... What do you think is like the future of, I got to back up, choir, gender? Oh. You know? Yes. Like. Boy parts, boy, boys sing low, girls sing high, ancient tradition. Um, and then like, as we're discovering and re realizing as a larger society that 
more gender identifications exist, like how do non-binary people and, and trans folk like fit into the choir realm, obviously. And it's like so tied to the church and stuff. I was just like, mm. damn, like, is that, is that a, like, is that a regressive model? And it, I was just like thinking about that in terms of like high school and stuff of separating the boys and the girls like seems weird but also I don't know what do you think about that yeah I would hope that like you can just sing and then they can determine your range and then assign you section based on your range right like that's my hope yeah that seems like it would be make the most sense just like hear the person's voice yeah because I guess it's just a matter of range right yeah Mm. I mean I I mean that's me hoping thinking And that makes more sense because I also like we knew girls in high school that had very low voices. Totally, yeah. And we also knew boys that could sing very high. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I feel like that just makes the most sense. Yeah. Degender choirs. (laughs) Hashtag. (laughs) I miss big sing. Big singing. That was cool. Yeah. I don't get to do that anymore. Yeah. I will occasionally get to sing like with somebody else. Um, like in a small set, like maybe two or three people singing at the same time, which is like really awesome. But <clears throat> there's something like really cool about big sing, you know? You're just like in this sea of voices. Yeah, no, and you can like feel the sound around yeah. you, and it's and when it lines up, it, was, it like feels physically good. Ooh. I really have. I first of all, everyone should know that I love Fiona Apple. Hell yeah. I'm very unique. <laughs> Just kidding. She's amazing. Um, she rules. But I'm, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Fiona Apple. And um, you always been. I always knew her music, but I don't think that I ever spent as much time with it as I have recently. Yeah. And I also think like I don't know. You know how some albums are just like waiting for you. Oh boy, what a perfect way to put it. Yeah. Do you feel like fetch the bolt cutters was waiting for you. No, I feel more like the Idler Wheeler was yeah. waiting for me because I knew, like, I had, like, periphery. So good. I had periphery on, like, a couple playlists or, like, um, whatever the first. Uh, mm, Every single yes, night. Yes, 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 yes. Every single night. Oh, my God, Fiona. So she's here. <laughs> no, but. Um, I had that record in high school, like, kicking around on a CD on the floor of my car. So good. It's so good. And I. I had those songs on like maybe a couple playlists, but like this is the first time that I really, really have listened to it and it's like broken my heart and also built Word. it back up again. Yeah. But that's the song Hot Knife on the Idler Wheeler album makes me wish I was in an all girls acapella group so that I could sing that. Yeah. Because it's such a beautiful song and it's so perfect. Like mm. my sister's in a all girls acapella group and I'm like, Make them sing this song with you. Yeah, that rules. Yeah. I gotta spend more time with those records. Um, I feel like so many people that I look up to and have cool taste, uh, like, worship Fiona Apple. And I definitely have listened to the Idler Wheel record and Fetch the Bolt Cutters and I think one of her other albums and definitely been like, whoa, this is sick. And I feel like I have that with a few things where I'm like, whoa, this is awesome. I should get more into this. 
like Bong Joon Ho or something. Where it's just like, mm. damn, I I know I would probably fuck with his other movies and like the ones that I've experienced have like been impactful. Um, but yeah, I gotta go. I sp- I still feel like there's not that you like complete an experience with an album, but I do feel like I've just gotten like uh maybe like thirty percent of what's there. You know. Well, maybe it's just waiting for you, you know? Yeah. And like, maybe you'll listen to it a few years from now and you'll be like, this is what I needed. What was the last thing that you feel like was waiting for you? That? Probably. I have to think. Of, I have to think. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. What was the one before that? Um, I feel like it took me a while to get into the... Um, more recent Father John Misty album, the one that... Um, God's Favorite Customer? The one where his face is blue and red. Yeah, is that it? like... Yeah, like I saw him at Outside Lands perform music from that album. Mm-hmm. And it was great. And mm-hmm. like, I've been a fan of his for a while. Yeah. But it wasn't until, honestly, this year that I felt really like, impacted or jazzed on that music you know yeah please don't die oh my gosh wish i wrote that song wow that's a record i kind of skipped over a little bit like i definitely listened to it a few times but i think i've gone with him from stan to fan Mm. and i think that's that's happened with like a couple people in my life um usually dudes or i'll kind of worship this one dude and then i'll either like learn more about them or just like sour on them and there's definitely like a lot of my own ego and projection and shit or whatever, but it is funny like going from Stan to fan. Yeah. But I also think that like so much of his music is incredible and has like really shaped my heart and my mind <laughs> in a lot of ways. And yeah. Like made me grow as an artist and stuff. Um, and there's also a lot about him and sometimes it's his music and sometimes it's his personality that uh, fucking... Uh, can't stand <laughs> you know oh, geez. and i don't know if it's just the parts of myself that i can't stand um or not but yeah fjm i was definitely like obsessed yeah i remember yeah i would just say he was all i thought about <laughs> like it was like, i was like thinking about him more than like you know people that i was like <laughs> in love with or something like that's so funny just in terms of hours you know Sure. I mean, what do you take from Father John Misty's music? Um, I mean, there's he so the songs True Affection and Date Night. Yeah. Both have this like sparkly effect. Mm. Um that I really like. I'm yeah. really What's the second one? Date Night. Word. That's on the God's favorite customer. Yeah. But like I do have to say, I mean, I feel like if anything, I've grown to like Father John Misty more because yeah. I didn't feel the same connection to him that you did in high school because... I remember arguing about specifically that song, True Affection. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. But um, I didn't... It took me... I didn't have the same like endearment towards him just because a lot of his music is pretty gross and pretty male. Right. It makes... Yeah, totally. Like a lot of it is talking about just like super hot women and like wanting to have sex with them yeah and like like isn't there one where he talks about like a blow-up doll 
there's definitely one and yeah. and it's like this like graphic imagery and it's like when i was in high school i was like uh i don't like that but right. like it sounds pretty but if you actually listen to it it's kind of gross right yeah um so yeah mm. but but i like the like there's definitely like a mood yeah totally that i vibe with yeah the moments of sincerity are like really fascinating to me because he's kind of built so much of his image like on freaking sarcastic man and like um ultimate like uh you know troll <laughs> troll man and um I, I think it's really interesting when he finds moments of like the third album pure comedy is the kind of the one that I soured on him for where it kind of mm. got to a point of like like I was just like dude this yeah. is just this just bugs me it just feels like an annoying guy at a party just like rambling about like religion actually sucks yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like okay dude but there's this one very sweet moment at the end where he's talking about just like hanging out with his wife and thinking about uh how like humanity is doomed, but he's having a nice time with his wife in this moment. And I really like, I really enjoy that a lot. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I love my wife. <laughs> Can we talk about our wives? Yeah. Oh my God. Thank God. I was waiting for you to you ask. You have to meet my wife. Oh my gosh. Barcelona <laughs> is her name. <laughs> Uh, I call her Bars. <laughs> Bars. You have to meet Bars. <laughs> I think uh, I have been saying that as a joke a lot recently. When um, just rather because when people when friends you're just catching up with a friend like, and you're just like, oh, ro how's romance going? My new uh, answer is just like, you gotta meet my wife. <laughs> you gotta meet my wife. <laughs> and. Um, yeah, I think as I get older, that that joke is more and more confusing. Cause yeah, it's like, well, I guess no, we know people. We married. we know people from high school that are married. Congratulations! Yes, congratulations. congratulations. Also, though, I that is, I I'm so inspired by you because right. you know what you want and who you are enough to commit to another person, and I. So, Can't uh, even adopt a cat right now because I don't know <laughs> if I want to be in New York or Los Angeles. Me too. Yeah, I feel that. I feel like, oh man, like I'm just like still trying to figure out like how to do me and like people are like starting families and shit. This is so <laughs> weird. I'm having deja vu right now. Whoa, tell me. Why? I swear I had a dream here mm. years ago. You had a dream in my house years ago? Here. Whoa. And the phone case, too, was involved, but it didn't look like that. Word. It was like um, rainbow. Yeah. But like white. Anyways, yeah. that was super weird because I've been here all day and I didn't see it till now, but it was definitely, I feel like the lighting... Yeah. Changed the space. Right. And this is the first time that you've been in this space physically, but you've seen it a lot on the internet. The so internet. I don't know. I feel like a psychologist could be like, nah, <laughs> but I feel like I had a dream here. It was very sudden and very strange. Yeah. Do you remember what happened in the dream? No. Or Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Have 
you gone from Stan to fan with anybody? Oof. Okay, all right. This is controversial, but I have not been as stoked on the Fleet Foxes like new stuff. Word. Um like I I've been to like a Fleet Foxes concert and heard them perform not the most recent album, but the second most recent album. Yeah, crack up. Yes. And like it was definitely hearing the music live made me like it more, but uh-huh. I just felt like it wasn't like I felt like everything they did in their first like two or three album how much two it's like the yeah the, i see the two in my head the one that's totally. old and then the one that's like a farm yes those there's, yeah there's the, like the self-titled yeah. i think they had like an ep before that sun giant ep they had like mm. the self-titled which is like i was following yes yes yes, yes, like yes that era and then helplessness blues was like the second record right and then big break and then crack up right and then now sure the first Two albums. Yeah. I felt like changed my life. You gave them to me. Really? You gave them to me on CDs before I went to Europe for the first time. Oh, was that? That must have been like eight years ago, nine years ago. It was after my freshman year of high school. Yeah. But you gave them to me on CDs and I burned them on my phone or whatever before I went to Europe. And it was the first time I was in Europe and I was in Spain with my cousins just like, driving around and like i was listening to that music so much and now it's coming back to me my roommate basically we were there like and my roommate for the trip um was a native like spaniard Mm -hmm. um who didn't really speak english that well and i was listening i would listen tell me you went to barcelona (laughs) i think we did no (laughs) did did we no did you see my wife there i don't think we went to barcelona actually i'm sorry my wife could have showed you around (laughs) yeah that's why I didn't go there. I didn't want to see your wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. But basically, I was I would play that so music awkward. while I was um like in the shower yeah. or whatever. And there's like that one. Is it the shrine that's like yeah that? Wow, what a perfect rendition of the shrine. Yeah, that's it. That part, and I remember my roommate just being like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> <laughs> Like she was like, "What happened?" And I was like, "It's fine. I no, it's music. It's a music." And then she's like, "That's bad music. It's a music. That's bad music. Yeah, that's a bad music. Yeah." <laughs> um, but anyways, so those yeah. albums, and if anything, those albums have really like I've grown into them. Mm, like same. I, um, I remember the second one at first. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> well, it was so like innovative and wild. Yeah, it felt really otherworldly to me. Yes, it, there were like. This is like what my favorite records do where they're like mysterious, but there's enough there to kind of pull you in. Sometimes it's great, a record that just smacks you in the face right away. And then it's like, what's up? This is, and you're like, whoa, this is so sick already. But I love ones that are like kind of mysterious. And you're like, is this the coolest? And then like, you're like, I don't know yet. And then like it reveals itself to you and like takes you into its thing. And that definitely happened with me with that record for sure. And like still, there are certain songs on it without a listen to. Like there's one, um, is it the the one that's like talking about a cog being a cog in a machine? Help us blues title track. Yes. A functioning cog in some great yes. machinery serving something beyond me. Yes. But I don't know what that will be. That's like oh, perfect song. Like, so 
I loved that song yeah. from the moment that I first heard that song. Yes. But it wasn't until this time last year when I was driving home from Jaden's Mad Feast. Word. And choir, I choir concert. Yes, yes, choir concert that we did in high school together. Yeah. Um, lots of good memories. My sister, who's much younger than me, just did her like first one last year. Yeah. It's like a Renaissance themed Christmas concert that happens in a high school. Um, and I was driving home. I like drove from LA to Orange County just to see her in it, and then I had to drive back because yeah. I was in finals. And I was under the impression that right after graduation, I was going to be moving to New York or to London. And so right. I just felt this overwhelming sense of like, I'm leaving this world. Like I have this like beautiful, like connection and like home that I'm going to abandon, you know? And like, yeah. I was driving home and like, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it, but I heard that song in a completely different way and just like wept. And it was probably so dangerous because I was like driving from Orange County to- yeah. But I just listened to that song over and over again and I was like, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. But then now I didn't move out and now I'm <laughs> And now I'm I'm sharing a bedroom with my 14-year-old sister and and nothing's changed. So, uh and I go to Modern Day almost every other day driving Jaden there. So, uh nothing's changed. I'm uh, never mind. <laughs> Whoa, that's beautiful. I want to hear so much more about like that experience emotionally of like preparing for one thing and then reality becomes very different um but just on that song it's like so interesting because he was around our age our age when he wrote that song. yeah and it like spoke to me so much as a 16 year old and like mm. or like 18 or whatever uh that time and it was like i thought it was like and it's interesting because like he's like you know, decade older than us or maybe like five or, I don't know. But I always felt like he's like been uh, just like out there, like a little further along the path. Yeah. And then like listening to like what he's working through in his uh, songs, it's like been like a cool like breadcrumb trail as I've like wrestled with the same things. Like either it's like, whoa, this is, how is this relevant for me? Like, how does he know, you know? Yeah. And... So, like, that's sick that you had that experience at that time in your life when he was probably in a similar station. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, so I'm st I'm definitely still, like, a huge fan. I guess it was just, right. like... But you're not as into the new stuff. Yeah, I'm just not as into the new stuff. But, again, like, I feel like because I love that band so much, yeah. I kind of feel like maybe I will hear those, like what you're saying. Like, maybe I'll mm -hmm. hear those, like, 10 years from now, and I'll be like... Oh my God. Yeah. This is my life. I needed this. Yeah. I think maybe the last time I cried was listening to a song on the new record. Mm. Um, I'm not my season. Mm. Um I don't I'm I'm I I'm not that familiar. No, no worries. And it's like man, it's all so subjective and like there are certain records that like like so many of our friends loved that third Father John Misty record. And mm. it just like completely did not connect with me. Um it's just like so much where you're at. And like that one song was, I was like on a jog and it's just like talking about seeing someone that you know in a really hard place and mm. like just like letting them know that like the lyrics are like, time is not what I belong to. I'm not the season I'm in. Mm. Whoa. And it, uh, it's a beautiful song. Really That's good beautiful. Song. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'll listen to it 10 years from now. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, speaking of bells and things 10 years from now, (laughs) I have an iPhone event for like today or like in a couple days from now that it says, make Tom Carol of the Bells video. What? Couldn't fucking tell you, man. Do you know a Tom? I texted my friend Tom and I was like, does this mean anything to you? What do you say? It's like, I have no idea what this is. I, I feel like I've done it a couple times as a joke. Like, oh my God, in 10 years we should do this. And then I'll like, as a joke, put it in iCal or something. Oh. And I wonder if that was like a joke from a 10 year years ago. ago. Yeah, or, or like a long ass time ago. And I was like, oh my God, I'll put it in my iCal. And I just cannot remember what the joke was. Oh. I've seen it on my calendar for the last like, month. I'm like, what the fuck is this? That's so weird. That's so funny. Yeah. I feel like iCal is kind of a curse because it's mine is linked to Facebook. So every single person birthday. that I've ever met, <laughs> I get notified about their birthday. Yeah. And I'm like... Maybe Facebook's only current positive function still. <laughs> literally. And maybe it's sounding like too much in your case. Well, it's like, I, I mean, I need... It's definitely very helpful to know when my friends' birthdays are. Yeah. But it's at the point where it's like Facebook is kind of like a networking thing. Also kind of like yeah. a... I don't know. I have like so many people that it's like, this is this person that you met one time three years ago. It's their birthday. like, <laughs> <laughs> And it's in your calendar with like, like a notify, like my laptop will like, I'll open it and it'll be like, it's this person's birthday tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. It's also like, also go to the, do- like all your other appointments are yes. equally as weighted yes. as, yes. you know, <laughs> this person's older sister that you went to middle school with them <laughs> and it's their birthday tomorrow. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I've been like trying to write down people's, I've been like trying to divorce myself from Facebook mm. as much as possible, but like not entirely because fucking jobs will still come up on there. Mm. I still go to that website every day and mm. for as trash as it is. And as we've all known, it's, Evil. Like, evil and bad and a bummer for so long, but I still, it's just so reflexive typing in, just like the physical motion of typing in Facebook on a keyboard, you know? I've mm-hmm. been doing it for a decade. I've been typing it in every single day. Like, I've typed that. That's just, like, so weird. You don't have it bookmarked? No. <laughs> what? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> I type it out H-T-P-T-P-P-S. W-W dot. And I lose the W every time, so it takes me a long time to get through www. Facebook.com. <laughs> how are you feeling about, how did that feel emotionally, like preparing to leave your home and then pandemic happens and now you're at your home? Um, Honestly, it was really important for me, I think, mm-hmm. because, you know, like I lived in, I mean, I've always lived in Southern California. Same. I was living in Los Angeles for the last like three and a half years. And then all of a sudden in like January of this year, I felt this impend like or February, whatever, whenever I got into grad school, I felt this impending sense of I'm leaving here. And I the places that I was going to go, I was going to go to New York for the summer to work an internship. And then I was going to go to London for grad school in September. And Mm -hmm. 
So those are both like places that get very cold. And also like London, particularly where I thought I'd be living for a year has a lot of like you can't skateboard in London unless you like go to a skate park. Really? Well, I cobblestone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've never lived there. I don't live there. I've never thought about that. I was just like all of a sudden very aware of like little things like that that I was that are a part of my daily routine. Yeah. Like skateboarding to and from class. Like I miss skateboarding to and from class. Yeah. I and miss that's so much. I guess I could I just have to get a new skateboard, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean it there is, you know, I mean yeah, if you wanted to, you could buy a skateboard and then you could go skateboard from your house to wherever, like, you know, you're gotta sign up for a class, I guess, at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like we could go outside and skateboard right now. I mean, you can't do that everywhere. Right. So it was like yes. stuff like that where yeah. I, I would leave my house and I would see, I would just be like, I love skateboarding. Like, I'm so glad mm. that I can skateboard to and from my class. And then mm. all of a sudden it was like, I was realizing, you know, it's January or February and it's nice out. And like, I can look up on my way to class as I'm skateboarding, which is probably dangerous. And like there's palm trees above me and that's really nice. I love the palm trees. And it was just kind of, if anything, like thinking about leaving made me so infinitely grateful for every part of my experience here. Whoa. Which like, if you hadn't thought about leaving, I probably wouldn't have thought about. And even though I'm still in Southern California, I'm glad that I was actively thinking about the parts of USC that I loved before I left because I didn't realize that my time was going to be cut short there. Um, right. Because you graduated. Yeah. Our classes went all online in March. Fuck dude. And so weird. And so I, you know, everyone was operating under the assumption that we had what March, April, May, at least three more months yeah. together in that class space. Of tw- class of 2020. That's, yeah. that's wild. Yeah. So Starting in about January, I was already anticipating leaving. Right. And so even though I didn't get to do necessarily all the things that I wanted to do there, um, I'm glad that I kind of took the time in my every day to just notice things like skateboarding to and from class or like, you know, getting my like, I don't know, whatever. Like the campus is just really pretty. Like, so... I'm glad or that Mexican I... food in LA. Like whenever yeah. I'm not in LA, I'm like, wait, I miss Mexican American culture and Mexican American food, and it's not as good when I the further away I am from Mexico. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't realize that like part of my experience growing up has been shaped by that. You know. Yeah, there's all these little things that are like tied to your space, and then also like people, you know, mm. that are tied to certain spaces. Yeah. Um, and so. I don't know. I'm glad I was thinking about it before it, it 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 ended. Right. Right. Yeah. Has your relationship to because like when I moved from Orange County up to LA for college, like my family moved as well. Oh. And it so like slowly became Orange County feeling less and less like home. Mm. Um and you've spent so much time in both places. How do they feel in terms of like, obviously your literal home is in Orange County. Yeah. Um, how does that feel coming and going? I guess I never really felt like Orange County was my home because mm. like I said, my dad was in the military and so I was born in Texas and then we lived oh, in yeah. Ohio. Oh yeah. And then we moved to 
California, where we were living in San Diego for a bit before we ended up moving to Orange County. Yeah. And even the house that my family bought was like temporary. Mm. There were like several years where my mom and I were going to open houses in our free time. Whoa. Um, And then it just so happened that we stayed. Mm. So I never was really attached to it. Right. Um, But, and then also my parents, because like my parents aren't from Orange County. My parents are also have like very different like stories of where they're from. Mm -hmm. And so it's strange because even though I grew up for most of my life in Orange County, I also feel sometimes like a New Yorker and like, yeah. Um, like, did your mom spend time in New York? Yeah. Yeah. So my mom immigrated, um, from Columbia to yeah. when her family came here, she immigrated to New York. Oh, um, nice. and so she spent a lot of her life there right before she and my dad got married and then they were off in military, like right wherever. Yeah. yeah. So you feel like a, connection to new york yeah i feel a really strong connection to new york yeah and obviously like i grew up in orange county and there are things about me that are very orange county so i can't reject it but same um if you're talking about like where do you feel yes at home in uh the game world of warcraft you could set your hearthstone to a specific inn and anytime you were in a dangerous situation like once every day you could like hold down this hearthstone which was like a stone that had like a blue rune on it that was glowing and it would instantly transport you back to this inn where it was like warm and safe and you could like heal and stuff and you could like set it and I sometimes I think about like where's my hearthstone set right Mm, now that's a great way to put (laughs) it I like that I like that I have a lot of world of warcraft metaphors (laughs) no it's cool because it's like you can be in you know yeah you can be anywhere like i don't know you said it better <laughs> it is interesting though when you're not there like cuz i remember like tra like traveling whenever i travel i've like done a lot of solo travel and right yeah you did like woofing and stuff yeah worldwide opportunity for organic farming highly recommend it if anybody's looking for just like an interesting time that is uh, affordable it's like a farm stay volunteer program very cool got to see parts of Ireland that way and I did go to Barcelona oh my gosh <laughs> where I met my wife Barcelona <laughs> we actually met in Amsterdam <laughs> um that was cool because I ended up kind of making some friends and I, I like stayed in one place for a sec and I uh made some good actually my one of my friends from Galway messaged me on Instagram the other day and I forgot to message her back and I feel Aww. bad um but that's okay. It's the time change. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I haven't emailed you in two weeks because of the eight hour time <laughs> change <laughs> or Instagram message to you. Um, but I remember, like, whenever I travel with people, the Hearthstone thing is, or I feel like less, I guess I feel less lonely. And I just feel like more at home with the crew that I'm with, you know? Um, and then when I was alone, I was like, I'm far away from my home. Mm. <laughs> you know, I felt I felt further away from my home being on a solo quest. And I like the solo quest. I think it's like a, a cool adventure. But I definitely have had plenty of it. 
for now. Mm. And so when adventures, not grateful to have adventures, and I'm hoping the next adventures uh, include other people. Mm. There were like were other people there, obviously, but it's nice to like travel with people uh, that you care about and like be sharing the same experience and be able to like not everybody you talk to be <laughs> somebody that you just met and there's a language barrier, <laughs> you know? I It's funny. I feel like we've had opposite travel experiences. Mm. Like, I feel like, I mean, I've always been too scared to travel internationally alone. Um, I definitely have a privilege in that. Uh, yeah, like, like my parents would never let me. <laughs> but, but that also means that every time that I've gone someplace new, I've gone with people that I know who do have the exact same experience as me. And right. we generally don't make friends. Mm. And then it's like, I don't know. It's kind of, and then, and then also if you're traveling with other people, then you're kind of tied. Both of you are tethered to each other's agendas. And, right. and so you maybe both end up compromising. Mm. And then, you know, that's its own thing. So yeah. like I have so treasured all of my travel experiences with all of my different friends that I've gotten to go with and I treasure all those friendships, but yeah, I definitely feel like the next time I want to go someplace, I would really like to go by myself, mm. but yeah. Except for with the exclusion of I want to go to Colombia with my family. Yeah. I was going to ask if you'd ever been. No, no. And my mom's never been back. Since she immigrated? Yeah. Whoa. Which is really, like, interesting. Do you have family still there? Yeah. Word. Yeah, we do. And Have they ever come here? Yes, they come here a lot. Mm. Not a lot. I A lot of different family members make an effort to come out here at least right. once. Right. <laughs> That's right. the way that it is mm. yeah that'll be cool yeah we were actually thinking of going this past summer but obviously <laughs> what happened in the summer nothing <laughs> <laughs> i think one of my new favorite jokes is like guy that doesn't know about the big thing that's going on oh geez and like is trying to figure it out and can't like what is COVID? Like, I hear COVID all the time, and no one will tell me what it is. Everybody's talking about this COVID thing. What is it, cereal? On the news, on the TV, on the radio. They just assume I know what it is. I'm lost. Hello, who is this COVID guy? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, like, when the election was happening, everyone was like, dude, like, how you, like... How are you feeling about the about this? And I was just like, about what? <laughs> or like when Joe Biden won, be like, oh yeah, what happened with that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> How did oh that turn my out? god! <laughs> just pretending. <laughs> I mean, that's really that's funny because I know how like civically engaged you are. Sometimes. Okay. Not as much lately. All right. But I. <laughs> 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 wow, I shut you down so hard. No, but I'm no, no, no. It's just no, right. That on, that joke is only funny because it's like I'm exhausted from being like too intimately involved with the news. Right, like it's only funny because I know you and I know that you are so like involved in it. Like it's just hard because like you know living in Newport Beach, I think a lot of people 
are just like mm. whatever. You know what I mean? Right. And it's just yes. like, ugh, what? <laughs> yeah. I think I was that way for a really long time. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it's, and you can't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I have a lot. <laughs> uh, totally. Yeah. It's hard because talking about this stuff is not just talking about a philosophy or an idea. It's talking about people that I know. Right. Yeah. Yes. So. Definitely. Yeah. We've we've talked about that before about like trying to hold space for that and like even within people that are ideologically identical or near identical being able to disagree about stuff and honor those differences um and also like respectfully exchange ideas but it is also very hard mm -hmm. and i feel like so much of my my journey into leftism and like progressivism and stuff has been like there have been times where it's felt <laughs> isolating where and it's it's like obviously it's like good to be discerning and like think about how things are political and wanting to you know make changes in yourself and and but there are definitely times where i just like find myself just like judging everyone around me and just like isolating myself from them because i'm just like you centrist motherfucker, like, <laughs> like whatever. And then it's like, all of a sudden I feel alone. <laughs> yeah. I, well, and this is something that actually like, I feel like you could, this is something that I think about a lot mm. in a lot of different ways where it's like, when I am most harshly judging other people, it's usually in spaces or situations where I'm also most harshly judging myself. Mm. There it is right there. And I find that to be true in all aspects of my life, like not just politics, like. Yeah. So I try to remember like, before you point the finger, like, yeah. why are you so freaked out about this? You know? That seems like the wise path. Which like also is, you know, obviously I'm not, I don't know. I don't want to, no, I don't want yeah. it to be, I don't want it to be like, oh, look at Jordan. She's so gracious to racist, racists. Like, that's not at all what right? I mean. No, totally. And it's like, it's, yeah. but I mean it more in the sense where it's like, you know, we've had conversations where it's like, oh, like the micro debates within like. Right. The Bernie camp versus the Elizabeth Warren right. camp. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, totally. And it's like, especially when you see stuff, you or like when like in my anti-racist journey of like unpacking my internalized racism shit, it's like, it's horrifying. And you like, see, and then you see stuff and then you like can't not see it. It's like somebody points out the forest for the trees and you're just like, it's impossible to not, <laughs> to not see it when some, when you like become more aware of, yeah. uh, when you like see behind the curtain of it all, you know? Yeah. Um, maybe that, I don't know how that sounds, but no. that's how I feel. It's, well, it's funny, like, I don't know, with all of this um, time by myself, I mean, my mind is always, even in before times, my mind is always just, like, running, you know what I mean? Yeah. Thinking about everything I've ever said and done and everyone I've ever known and, you know what I mean? Like... I don't. 
I can't relate personally. I'm usually pretty in the now and uh, I don't really remember the past or talk about it or think about it. For a second, I thought you were being serious and I was like, is there something wrong with me? I was like, oh my God. The past, huh? Oh yeah, I guess a bunch of stuff did happen. <laughs> no, like at no, at, I feel that I feel that way all the damn time. Like every literally thinking about everything I've ever said. <laughs> yes, no, and ev- like reviewing it and like thinking that that's yes, oh, yes, God, and yeah. like and now with all this alone time and there's so much more self reflection. It's like it's so there are so many things and so many you know like I don't know just yeah I could be so much better is all that I'm saying and. It's funny because I'll just be around my house and like when I have these like thoughts and feelings, I can't hold it in my head. I'll just be like, mm. I, I will often just be like, la di da or like, ah, oh, geez, or like, Jordy, Jordy, Jordy. I'll say that to myself. Like, that's awesome. Or like, Jordy, Jordy, Jordy. Like, how could you? You know what I mean? And, yeah. Yeah. But like, I don't, I, don't, I, I will just like make these noises. And it's funny because my family is there and they're just like, right. And my dad, like, for a while, he'd be like, what? And I'd be like, nothing. And like, now he's just stopped asking. I just like beep, boop, bop around the house, like, ah, yeah. Oh, is that from Always Sunny? No. Oh. Pretty much. Yeah. Enthusiasm. Ah. That was just seemed like one of those moments. Yeah, when you're just like, yeah, man, you know, but yeah. I'll just be like, la di da. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's, it's just, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I uh, like la di da and I like Aji's oh, a lot. Yeah. It's just, I just like my dad, <laughs> like the relationship yeah. with my dad, him just being like, what's up? And me being like, nothing. And now he just doesn't ask. <laughs> right. Right. She's just doing la di da. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that my my sponsor uh, calls it morbid reflection. That kind of like when it's unproductive and you're just sort of like gleaming into the past and just going like, uh, just kind of like wallowing in it. How do you not do that? <laughs> I think kind of uh, maybe partially this some of the solution is doing what we're doing right now is like sharing about it and talking about it, <laughs> you know. But it's really hard. Like when is staying in the past or like when is going there productive when is it helpful Mm -hmm. to where i am right now and when is it just like reinforcing storylines that are keeping me trapped in some way or when am i just like usually what i do when i'm there is like finding reasons to beat myself up and just yeah that was the moment that i fell from grace or like whatever Uh you know um yeah yeah that's tough yeah. I feel that's very human. Yeah. I relate to that. <laughs> and whenever I'm stuck in the past, I do to myself, I do, I go, I do a little bit of the. Skit That's literally, I literally told you that I just go, la di da. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nothing it to do. Us full Nothing to do. That's yeah. another question that I have actually is like, mm. when is it right to like, apologize and when is it selfish whoa that's something i've been wondering a lot yeah i've definitely made selfish apologies in my life they're more about like me being uncomfortable with how somebody else is thinking about me or it's like more like a control like Mm. i want to manipulate you into being okay with me because i can't handle thinking that you don't like me or something Mm. and 
That's a really good question. I'm I'm in this not to just talk about twelve step shit all the time, but I can't not. It's so weird because it's like a secret club, and like they are like, yeah, you like anonymity, you know, and like so. I sometimes I'm like, what do I talk about this or do I not talk about this? But it feels relevant. I'm on the like amends step right now with my sponsor, so I'm like going trying to go through the harm I've done in my life and then process it with him, and like that's the helpful part of Al-Anon for me, like. Is him being like, oh no, like that wasn't your fault. That wasn't your responsibility. But this was, and you, oh, you were missing this, and like, mm. like right sizing everything. Mm. And usually when I'm doing it alone, it's like my shit gets out of whack. <laughs> um, yeah. And then like making the the proper amends and stuff. But it's like a it's a big question that I've been thinking about a lot. Yeah. What do you think is the answer to that question? Have you thought about what you think? No, I've mainly just been asking myself, but yeah. I guess that like the my answer usually was like, yeah, if talking about it is gonna fix something, or like if it's gonna like, basically, I look at like each situation and it's like, what is the state of this relationship? Is engaging in this conversation going to benefit somehow? Like, is this gonna is this gonna is is doing that going to make it better? Right. And if the answer is no, it will stay the same, mm. then it's not worth it. Mm. But if the answer is maybe yes, then I guess it is worth it. Yeah. That's my answer, I think. Mm. But I don't know. I guess like in this time, there's so much time to think <laughs> and like think about things. And it's like, there's so many things that I've been thinking about. That's just one of them. Yeah. Well, it's helpful to have other people to talk about it with like you. Yeah, no. No, this is fun. This is this is cool. What else have you been thinking about recently? Have there been things on your on your mind, thoughts bouncing around in your head? Yes. Let me think. <laughs> <laughs> I have thoughts. I mean, definitely. But I don't know. I mean, of course, as soon as someone asks you a question, you don't know the answer. So Here's something I've been thinking about. Yeah. The weather is crazy. Yeah, why is it so hot? <laughs> I'm wearing a sweater, and it's so hot today. It's December. Big fire in the sky, trying to burn me every day. Crazy. Crazy. Did, was it hot today? Yeah. We, we were cold. We were outside earlier. Yeah, I was, yes, but. It was hot before? Yes. Mm, classic weather. <laughs> hot before, cold now. <laughs> yeah. It's hot, then it's cold. It's yes, then it's what no. What is it with the weather? It's like hot and cold. Like I can't get it. A... <laughs> <sighs> oh, you missed my Katy Perry reference. <laughs> or maybe you didn't. Maybe you actively ignored it. You heard the Katy Perry reference and then you said no. <laughs> I was I was going with like the weather is like a dramatic friend. Yes. But I love hot and cold. <laughs> Yes, yes then, then you're no. no. In, in then you're out. out. Up then you're down. Wrong and it's right. Okay, wait, I have a question. Black and I have a question. White. Have you ever had a Lana Del Rey face? We need to finish this course. I'm so sorry. And I don't No. No. Black and it's white. Then what happens next? Here we Hot and you're cold, yes and you're no. In then you're out, you're up and you're down. You're wrong and it's right. You're black and it's white. We already did up and down. <laughs> no. 
green when you're blue. I don't know. I literally don't know. Yeah, I don't fucking know either. It's going to bug me for a while. Wow. Now everyone's going to think that we're fake Katy Perry fans. So one thing I didn't want to happen, I came into this podcast and I said, Jordan, just don't let anyone know that you're a fake Katy Perry fan. You said, Megan, we got to talk about being very strong, (laughs) our dads, and we have to convince everyone we're Katy Perry fans. You said you had a real question. Did you ever have a Lana Del Rey phase? No. All right. Well, that was it. That's guys. That. This has been happy. Sad talk. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've I listened to her uh, Norman fucking Rockwell album. I remember thinking like, oh, this is sick. I just asked because I I feel like have you? Yes, I did. But I just think it's funny because I had a conversation with my friend Ryan, who it's his birthday tomorrow. Oh my gosh! Happy <gasps> birthday, Ryan. Um, which honestly, that's probably a better story. <laughs> Then the Lana story. Take me to Lana story. No, the Lana story is just funny because Ryan and I both, like, basically, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Lana Del Rey has this, like, following that's, like, it's very, like, Tumblr, like, Mm. baby, daddy, sexy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, kind of violent, like, kind of scary. Whoa. That's, like, the vibe that, for some reason, there's this, like, large fan base that's like about that you know mm. Tumblr and baby daddy violence scary yeah i mean i feel like you know what i mean i do yeah i was so being obtuse i would yeah anyways so but basically it's funny because yeah. this is like kind of this like i don't know there's this part of her fan base that's like kind of about that but mm. it's funny because and what was it is like glamorizing like abuse or i i i and i'm not I'm not at all like kink shaming, but it's just strange because Ryan and I had a right. conversation about this where it's funny because both of us went through this like super emo Lana Del Rey phase when we were very young. Yeah. Like he went through this Lana Del Rey phase where it was like he was listening to Lana Del Rey as he was like doing his homework, like in his living room, listening to this like music about like, you know, whatever. And then yeah. his mom would come in and he'd be like, go away, mom. Like... You know, like, yeah, and totally. then like, I listened, I had my Lana Del Rey phase when I was in like sophomore year of high school. And it's like, <laughs> here I am, like going to my nice Catholic school being like, oh my God, like whatever. Yeah. No, this totally. is, I feel like this is not a good story. <laughs> it would have been funny if <laughs> we could have bonded over it, but I'm the only one that knows about this and it's not, it's no, it's now it's just weird and we should probably get <laughs> No, I think it's perfect. Like I, I was so obsessed with Death Cat for Cutie when I was like eleven, and I'd never been in any relationships ever. And like so many of the songs are like, "We dated for nine years, yeah. <laughs> and then we broke up." Yes, and it's like these like complicated, nuanced adult relationships yes, in yes, a lot of yes. the songs. And I was just like ten, just like oh, totally, yeah, <laughs> playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> exactly okay okay yes yes just like that yeah, but yeah this. Totally. yeah <laughs> my story that i was going to tell about ryan is basically ryan is amazing he is a english major fabulous creative writer studying under Viet Tong nguyen who's a pulitzer prize winning author literally like applying to law school brilliant writer um and it's his birthday tomorrow and i wrote him a poem oh <gasps> 
and it goes like this. I think I hear it. Please, yes. You want me to hand you your phone? Yes. Oh my God, I'm so happy we get to hear the poem. This is for my. Here, wait. Let me see. You can cut this stall. Oh, this is good. I'm going to do a little bell action from before. Okay, here it is. Okay. This is the poem that I. <laughs> We've had plenty of bills. This is the poem that I wrote for my amazing English friend, English major friend, yeah. who is studying under a Pulitzer Prize winning author and either going to go to academia for English or go to law school. Got it. Happy birthday, Ryan New. It is not new news that we all love you. You're the Ashley to my Mary Kate. Nothing can our friendship break. I hope your day is really great and that you eat a yummy cake. If we could hang out, I would bake it for you. Yes! Excuse me, you're supposed to snap after a serious poem? Thank you. Very serious, very cool. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> like, esteemed academic writer person. <laughs> and writing, like, I hope that your day is great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually so excited. Ryan's boyfriend messaged me like weeks ago. Like I'm putting together this like nice audio message for Ryan of all of his friends. Aww. And I wrote this message. I wrote this weeks ago and I recorded it with like wind chimes after. Yes. Um, And I'm just like waiting for it to be his birthday so that he'll listen to my yeah. stupid <laughs> fucking poem. <laughs> that rocks. Oh, I want to know how it goes. I, I feel like he'll just text me like, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> have a game for us play let's play it <laughs> <laughs> the game is let's see if we can remember all the words to some Christmas songs oh easy which one jingle bells let's go jingle bells wait do we have to sing it or do we just jingle say it all the way okay oh, what, what fun it is, is to ride on a one horse open, open sleigh jingle bells jingle bells jingle bells Wait, stop, stop, you're confusing me. Jingle bells, jing, jingle bells. <laughs> jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one up and sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells. Does it repeat that? <laughs> no, it doesn't. It, it has something else. This is a real Katy Perry uh, hot or cold situation. <laughs> I feel like there's some weird verse that's like. Oh, the verse is like dashing through the snow. Oh, on a one, one horse, horse open sleigh. Over the hills we, we go, go. Laughing, laughing all the way. Ha ha ha. ha. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. We have to make eye contact again and say <laughs> ha 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 at the exact same time. Ha ha ha. 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 <laughs> Tails on Bobtails Bob ring. Bobtails. Wait, okay, what is it? It's not tails on Bobtails. Is it <laughs> tails on? Is it, what is it? I said tails on Bobcats. That makes no, no. fucking sense. <laughs> um, Tie a bell to a mountain lion. <laughs> no, 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 no. Dashing through the snow on a one horse open sleigh. Mm, over the hills we go. Mm, laughing all the way. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> 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 um... um Tails on Bobtails Bob ring. <laughs> <laughs> That's close enough. I say we pass that part. Tails on Making Bob spirits bright. bright. 
Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Oh, and Bill. We did pretty good on that one. If this was guitar You did here, pretty good on that one. I fully forgot all of it <laughs> until you started singing. No, there, there was like parts in that verse I didn't know. I feel like we... Typed. That's very generous of you. Thank you. <laughs> Jordan, you did great on thanks, that Thanks, thanks. Honestly, you're being really hard on yourself, and I'm like... I'm not going to let you sit here and criticize my friend Jordan because you did really great on Jingle Bells. You know, there's a line in Hamlet that's like that, where it's like, don't, he bas- I mean, I forget the line, but mm. basically Horatio's, Horatio says something like, ah, you know, whatever, like basically ragging on himself. And then yeah. Hamlet's like, don't slander my friend. Really? Yeah. Aw. Yeah. That's, that fucking rolls. Yeah, it's so cute. Nice. Anyways, okay, what's the next song? Oh, the weather outside it is, is frightful. frightful. <laughs> the air is so delightful. delightful. Since there's no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. If we finally we kiss tonight. Kiss tonight? I thought. Yeah. If Like, if we finally kiss tonight. All the way home, I'll be warm. And if you promise you hold me tight, oh, all, all the way, way home, home I'll, I'll be warm. warm still, <laughs> still, I'll remain warm. <laughs> Jingle bell top. Different song. <laughs> you know what is also fun is, did you ever, like, I don't know if your middle school did this or your elementary school did this, but we would, um, right around Christmas, they would set up a Christmas tree in the library, and then we would all get around and, and sing Christmas carols, but, like, the baby ones where they're, like, um you rewrite the lyrics. Like, you know when you rewrite the lyrics to the Christmas songs? I've No, I've never done this ever. I feel like you totally will know this. Okay. But it's like, um, it's like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Reindeer, had a very shiny nose like a light bulb. And if oh, you yeah. ever saw it, saw it, you'd even say it glows. Like a light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you did it in area. They wouldn't even call him names. Like, Mr. Light Bulb. <laughs> <laughs> they never let more Rudolph play little reindeer games. The light bulb game. <laughs> no, but, but they like would do Monopoly. that. Monopoly. Yeah. yeah the and then like it's add-ons. like something you'll live on forever in history, like toothpaste. That's a fun one. Well, let's walk me through that one. You'll live. Oh, you'll go down in history, history like, like toothpaste. toothpaste. Like. Like toothpaste? I know. That's I don't the know. historical reference of children. <laughs> I was literally like, or, 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 or. What there was happened one... and is going to everyone remember it? <laughs> or, toothpaste. There was a good one. There was a really good one that was like Deck the Halls. That was the rewritten. Yeah. Do you remember it? It was like Deck the Halls with Pizza Pocket. Like something stupid. Yeah. Like yeah. Deck the Halls with. Um, I wonder if you could find it on the internet. But like, yeah. as a kid, they had all of those. They right. redid all of them. I wonder if they're like, if they're universal. If that's like the because oh, those other ones you said like really came back, like playing all the reindeer games like Monopoly. Right. I wonder if those are like standard or like if every little well, subculture why, had their own. That's why I feel like it'd be cool to yeah. do that if we remembered them. <laughs> I remember like Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, yes. Robin Late and Yes. What's the next line in that song? Uh, oh, what fun it is to... Oh. But then it was so, like, fucking Jingle Joker bells. took a shit on his pants. <laughs> 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 like, Wait, Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, Robin Lee, in an egg. 
Uh, someone stole the Batmobile and Alfred made a cake. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that works, but. <laughs> it's something like that. I don't know. Who fucking gives a shit? Are you excited about Christmas? <laughs> I am kidding. I am excited about Christmas. You like eating the Christmas? I'm the part of stocking. I'm the spark of the eggnog. <laughs> and vegetables. Fruitcake. Have you ever had fruitcake? I feel like yes, and I feel like it was bad. I feel like everyone thinks it's bad. I don't think I've ever had it. I also never had eggnog. But are you looking forward to Christmas? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sorry. No, I'm stoked on Christmas. Yeah. I'm, yeah. um, I want to like, I'm trying to do, sorry, I keep on not talking into the mic. Um, okay. I definitely am excited to buy Christmas presents this year. Yeah. I got to do that. Um, something that was really fun that I did this year and I was going to do with your sticker that I gave you. So nice. But it didn't work is basically my mom has done this every year which is she buys these Jordan made me a sticker of the um like a screenshot of the Zoom of for the for the 100th episode. And it's, so it's like all the people that are there. It's very nice, very sweet. Um so that I so my mom every year will make um, there are ornaments that you can buy that are little frames. Mm. They're like little frames, but then they will look like a snowflake or they'll just be like a really ornamented and they're little, like only the size of maybe my palm and I'm a small person. So not a small, I, I'm okay. I'm, let me start over. I'm, every year, my mom will give as presents. They sell picture frames that look like ornaments to hang on your tree. Mm-hmm. And, my mom will make them every year and print out nice family photos or cute photos of for other people mm. and then put them in the frame and then give them as a present. Aww. And my mom's always done that, but nice. um, I never really cared <laughs> <laughs> um, until this year. And it's like all of a sudden all these memories that I have with all these people are like so much more precious. Right. And so I'm making a lot of those and I wanted to make one for you out of your Zoom birthday screenshot. Yeah. But the photo, there's too much going on in the photo. Like none of it could be cut, you know? Yeah, totally. Like they're usually like the frames are like a circle. Oh yeah, right. And so like I couldn't Zoom famously squares. Yeah. So I couldn't turn it into an ornament. But I've been making a lot of very thoughtful. I'm sorry it didn't work out. No, it's the sticker rocks, and I liked hearing about the uh, the frames. Yeah, so I've been making those for um, a lot of people, and it's just been nice to like go through my photos and like see all the good times that I had with my friends. Yeah. What uh, about you? Are you excited for Christmas? No. Oh, okay. Ha. <laughs> are you gonna be? <laughs> are you gonna be at that dog house? I am gonna be. Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna be like house sitting for Christmas on Christmas. Yeah, I'll probably admit the day of. I'll probably go visit my parents on their uh, porch, um, and like make family calls and stuff. Mm. But I won't be like returning, re-entering my home mm. for an extended period of time. Which there was a really funny SNL sketch about uh, this past weekend that was like, it was called like the Christmas conversation. It was like various cast members calling and like telling other cast members playing their moms that uh, they aren't going to come home for Christmas and then just like the, like the mom's like flipping out on them like in like a really funny way. 
Aww. Just like, oh yeah, no, that's totally fine. And um, yeah, I was just going through some of your old stuff. And is it cool if I just burn your first communion dress? Because <laughs> I guess nothing yeah. matters anymore. Ah, <laughs> oh, geez, that's sad. Yeah, but it was um, it was funny, but it was also like, yeah, I'll, I'll miss them. My my dad used to read uh, night. Uh, it was twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house. Do that. We watch the Grinch every year, the uh, animated one, not the Jim Carrey one, the like cartoon one. Um, and Eggs Benedict. My mom makes Eggs Benedict, so I'll probably go over Eggs Benedict. Sweet. Yeah, I gotta do some. <sighs> gotta do some gift giving. Yeah, for I, sure. I feel like the fun part about Christmas is like trying to figure out what to like give other people. Mm. Like I feel like that's the fun part. Yeah, and it's like. I don't know. The thing I did I liked because like each frame is only like five dollars, maybe. Mm, um nice. but yeah. It's fun to like get creative and then like give other people yeah. stuff. Hell yeah. Yeah. Jordan. Thanks for being on my podcast. Oh my gosh. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Oh, it's an honor. Yeah. I'm also excited about the secret the secret project we were working on earlier. Haha. Do you want to talk about it? Sure. I am making my own podcast. Hello! And Mackin's helping me, which is really nice. It owns everyone. Get Aww. ready for a fucking great, cool, funny podcast. Thanks. I made a couple episodes a few years ago. Yeah. But Mackin has charged me to get back in the game and is my first guest. Positive the... bullying. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's a great podcast. I just want to hear it as a fan. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Should we tell people what it is or no? Sure. Should we let them find out? Sure. Okay. Well, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my podcast is called Google Psychic. Yeah! Um, and uh, I guess, I guess, I don't know. I guess <laughs> I'm trying to. Secret? No, it's not a secret, but I'm just like the whole joke of it is just in the name. Like, I don't know if there's really that much else I have to say about <laughs> Google it. Google psychic people. Are you yes. freaking kidding me? What more do you want? Yes. It's very fun. It's very fun. It's great. Google psychic. I'm a, I'm a psychic based on my mom. <laughs> Dream interpreter. Do Google. Yes. Hilarity ensues. Yes. Word. Well, thanks so much. Is there any any recommendations? Any places people can like? Where should people look out for this podcast? You're big on TikTok. Oh my gosh, I'm a big fan of your TikTok. Oh my gosh, thanks. Where can people? Uh, can more Jordan Kessler? Should they? Should they want? That? I guess I'm I'm making my own website, so I will let you know Word. what the name of it is. Um, and then. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm on the board for the Echo Park Collective, so I guess Hello. it'd be cool to plug them. They're a yeah. fundraising organization. Um, Mackin was just in the latest fundraising effort that we did, which was a magazine, and we raised um, almost, we're almost at $800. Fucking sick. Um, for uh, two different organizations uh, fighting for immigrant and refugee rights, which is super cool. Hell yeah. Um, so check out the Echo Park Collective. Uh, we also do book clubs and stuff. So, And then 
I'm hoping Google Psychic will be on Spotify. Um, Mackin will help me <laughs> with that. And um, I feel like that's it. Mr. and Mrs. Supermarket on TikTok. Oh, yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Secret. Supermarket on TikTok. <laughs> that's me. I'm, the secret's out. The, yes, it's it's not a secret. Batman's identity is revealed. It's not a secret. It's just my TikTok is, I basically, yeah, hey, we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fun thing that I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks for having me. You're the best for real. Aw, oh, you're the best for real. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of my room. Let's <laughs> just wait. This is my room. No, it's mine now. I yelled so loud and woke up all your roommates that it's mine and they'll agree with me. <laughs> Bye. Bye. What a nice person. What a nice time of friendship. Hey, be nice to yourself because think about if you knew you and you said some of the mean stuff you maybe say to yourself, you wouldn't say it. So be nice to you because you're your own friend. And take it from me because I love you. All right, goodbye.